everyone. Welcome to the Alive of Education podcast. We're here with Chloe Somadossi, very Italian. Um, and we're talking about changing careers and becoming a Pilates instructor and what it takes and what people need to know. So Chloe, how are you going today? I am good, thank you. I'm really pleased to be here with you guys. Thank you very much for inviting. Um, yeah, I used to be a food engineer and then oh, wow. I turned my career into becoming a Pilates instructor. I actually started doing Pilates when I was 14 years old. So I'm 34 now. It's been I'm on my 20th year um, playing with Pilates and loving it. But I have to say that on the way, I graduated as a food engineer. I, I did my master abroad. And then all of a sudden, I realized that although I had really loved what I was, uh, what I had studied, it was probably not the best career choice for me in terms of lifestyle, in terms of um, everyday opportunities. And uh, I just decided to go for what had always been my early, early passion, um, which was Pilates. And I think um, not everybody realizes that it is possible to have a career change. It is scary, but it is possible at any age. And I I feel like many people come to the studio right now. Um, I own two studios in Dubai and uh, and many people come to very beautiful studios. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I feel like um, many people come to me and they almost don't, um, don't have the courage or they don't feel entitled to take that step and uh, undergo such a journey as becoming a Pilates instructor. And I just want to, I thought it was a good topic to speak about because mm. I want to tell you that you can do it and it doesn't have to be into the Pilates industry necessarily, but it is always possible to change your mind if it's about doing something that fulfills you more and makes you feel better mm. and that you feel like it matches more the person that you are and you want to be. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, so um, what is it? what advice would you give to people about if they're thinking about making that tr transition, what steps do they need to take? What things do they need to consider in order to move forward with making their dreams a realization? Well, I... Um, it's easy for me to say that I have the most wonderful job in the world and you do have you do mm -hmm. <laughs> have the same job you also perceive the same career yeah. so um, you can probably say it with me <laughs> no, maybe oh not. about like what is it what does it take do you know what's really interesting because I had dabbled a lot in teaching people Pilates and I always in teaching other teachers to be teachers and it was really interesting because I noticed a lot of women particularly they'd be in the corporate world for years and years and years and then all of a sudden they had kids and they're like I don't want to do this anymore like I don't want to be like 12 hours a day working in an office and a job that didn't mean anything and they didn't have any interaction with people and they didn't feel fulfilled and so I, I met a lot of women who were trying to make that career transition um, and you're right it can be challenging but it's definitely possible um, what's your take on that well um, first of all I think 
it's easier than you think of. You don't need to drop your job, change your life, and from one day to another, become a Pilates instructor. That's not what it takes. First of all, I think you need to fall in love <laughs> with Pilates or with whatever you decide you want to shift to. Uh, specifically, I think Pilates is a great choice because, and maybe we can discuss about it later, it gives you um, social pressures, social, deep social interactions. Um, it empowers women into helping others. Um, in meeting incredible people and very diverse people and uh, in having an independent career in terms of weekly agenda. But um, apart from that, um, I think you don't need to change your life all of a sudden. Um, it's something that starts from really loving and get passionate about something. And once you start getting passionate about it, you start uh, making your life not really turn around it but really inserting that something into your life so in your everyday life you start working out and then you start um, attending little workshops and then you start playing around and meeting people with your same interest and passion and you get empowered by it and then you can take a little course it starts with anatomy which is amazing mm. I would definitely recommend everybody to start with an anatomy training and that puts you in contact with how your body works what what is this yeah how how do we function and I always tell my students imagine you buy a washing machine or you buy a mobile phone I mean you might use the f the, the simple functions um, in a very um, you know it's it, it's very easy to start using the, the the main functions in a very intuitive way but then if you really want to take full advantage of whatever is your electronical tool you need a booklet of instructions where they explain you the shortcuts and mm. the and this and that so the body is the same and I feel like taking an anatomy course is really like learning what is the booklet of instructions for your own body and how you can take good care of it and how you can make it function properly mm. and effectively and that's a weekend you don't need to change your life you can just I mean take a little day off and join a course and from there then you can take another weekend off and take a matwear teacher training and then you start teaching your husband don't do that that's a very yeah, good idea by the way don't do that, that. <laughs> but then you can your best friend or your sister or your mom and they start getting they start giving you great feedback and you and you you little by little honestly when you're passionate about it you start talking about about it with your friends and then all of a sudden you've got like a line of friends at your door who really want to take classes with you and and you turn into an instructor and little by little you can make that shift actually that shift happens into your life without you even realizing it mm -hmm. or at least that's what happened to me yeah do you know what's interesting when I was studying to be a Pilates teacher I was at university at the same time and you know how you have like these hours that you have to complete so you have in in order to be a teacher they give you all of these hours and you do them as self-mastery you do assisted teaching so I looked at my mom at the time and I was like look 
I've got so many hours on the Cadillac, on the Reformer, on the mat. I was like, you are coming to the studio. So my mom used to just come to the studio and she started, we started dragging her. She was in a wheelchair at the time. So my sisters and I would take my mom up in the wheelchair up to the Pilates studio. We'd get her on the Reformer and every single day. And literally like I completed all my hours, most of them teaching my mom. And, uh, and my mom by the end of like a year and a half was totally walking she like wow. yeah she ended up walking up the stairs in the studio and walking she had really bad rheumatoid arthritis and lupus at the time um totally different story section but i just well, no, thought that's I'd the power that you have that. to help the people around you do you know if you yeah. have people in your in your world that's not a they're not in the best of health like and you're in a busy job and you're trying to find someone to hire to help them or you're trying to arrange for them to go and get help you can just try and teach them yourself but it's, it's pretty clear. You speak about what you're doing now with such passion. Go back to the time when you were a food engineer. What's, what does your world look like? like what are your thoughts when you're, no, when you're upset or you're not happy in your job? Um, well, I, I, think, I think there's a difference between not being happy in your job and not feeling completely fulfilled or not feeling that you are the very best that you could be in what you're doing. I wasn't unhappy, I actually, and that is tricky nowadays. And I feel so blessed because I found my passion and that is something that not everybody finds or not mm-hmm. everybody realized that- or has the courage to pursue. I feel like that's, that's a real important thing because I know loads of people who want to do something else they've always wanted to but they're scared well like really scared yeah that's that's also true but some sometimes you don't realize because you're pretty good at what you do and you become pretty comfortable and you've got cool colleagues because i i i have to say i couldn't complain but then you're like you know what i'm waking up at six and at seven i'm in the by seven i'm in the office and i'm sitting in front of a computer and i've got this back pain and my shoulders ache and then um, I mean and then I have this half an hour lunch break and I cannot even get out of the factory or the office or the lab that I work in and then by six or seven I'm out and I still have to do grocery shop and maybe do some sport but if I do some sport I don't do grocery shop so I don't I, and then you have to eat and then you have to shower and then by 10.30 or 11.30 you're in bed and then your day is off. And what have you done? Um, what, what was missing to me, if you ask me personally, was the f- social interaction and the feeling that I could be more for myself to others. I could have a greater impact sure. on others people's lives. That was what missing in my personal job because I was developing, I was in a chocolate factory. I'm a big, oh big sweet lover. <laughs> I, I studied, my, my master was in confectionery and chocolate. I wrote three theses <laughs> on chocolate. I am a chocolate for, addict. For people listening, not to delve into that, but you're not a big, female you're i know you're tiny yeah. Chloe. you're like i work out i mean I, I i just never sit and that was another big deal i mean i couldn't sit even at school i started pilates because i was sitting like a monkey and i was like my posture cr- was crooked all the time my parents are doctors and they were like no 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 this is not the way you should sit and stand go for some postural uh gymnastics and i ended up in the first pilates studio in italy i was really lucky it was just down the street and my mom 
uh, founded. So that's how I started. But going back to... So then you ended up studying confectionery at a master's level. Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. Chocolate. Well, <laughs> to be honest, I was going back at that, at that time. I was traveling Europe with my master. And in Paris, I had this eight square meters bedroom. It was so tiny. Everything was squeezed in. And I had this teeny tiny rug and Pilates is what saved my back because every evening I would go back I was studying literally 20 hours a day and working and writing a thesis and I would go back to my rug and do the mat work sequence on the <laughs> carpet I didn't even have enough space to open my arms and twist my spine but it is what actually saved my life and that's and that's probably also how it started it had such an incredible impact on my life yeah, and yeah. my health that I, it just felt natural but I have to say it took me a couple of years to find the courage or you know because sometimes you're like yes I could be something more but what so that's again yeah. going back to the first point you need to fall in love you need to fall in love I think that's hard for a lot of people I know mm -hmm. I know some people who they're not happy with what they're doing but they don't know what it is that they want to do yeah and I don't, I don't know how to advise them on that because I got, by, by, the, by default of having to go get a job and having to go work and having to just keep going, keep going, I found my path to here. But for people who have like loads of opportunity and loads of choice and they're little, like you were saying, sometimes they're scared, but sometimes they also just don't know which way to go. You know, at that mm. point, I was, uh, I was into therapy because it's, I mean, when, whenever you are in a transitional moment of your life, um, sometimes you need help. And I was going to a therapist and she gave me a few advices. One was, um, uh, she gave me a couple of books to read that was useful. It's a start. It's a start. It starts opening your mind. What were and the books? If I can um, <laughs> one, I will never forget the title. And it's one of the first books I actually got into my library in my in my bookshelf in the studio for mm -hmm. whoever comes to the studio and wants to borrow it. It's called I Could Do Anything If I Just Knew What It Was. Um, and cool. uh, and that was some help. And then she... What did you learn yeah, from that book? Because that sounds like a really interesting yeah. book. Um, well, it's been it's been a long uh, it's been a long time, but um, basically it was again about falling in love with um, with what's with what I mean finding what's meaningful to you. So again, what I what I did after reading the book was like putting down things that really matter to me, things that I really wanted in my life, in my career, um, and also things that I really didn't want anymore. Because that's also sometimes you're like, oh I would like this, I would like that, but it also helps you a lot to know what you don't want yeah. in your everyday like life. Um, like sitting all day, for example. Now I stand all day and Oh gosh, it is hard sometimes, but my back is so much better. And I bend, and I stand, yeah. and I stretch, and, and I roll. And you physically write that down on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I physically made a list, and it was very clear to me that, for example, I wanted to interact with people. Social interaction to me, I'm. I love to have my me me time and my me space, but at the same time, I wanted to meet new people every day, and I wanted to make a difference in their life but more than that i trust that every single person we meet will make a difference in our life and that's why i really wanted to have this interaction not just to a superficial extent but to a place where um you know you 
you what we do is spending one hour with somebody who decides to trust us yeah. and that we start to share intimate moments with moments of um of well-being moments of breath moments of release but also moments of struggle yeah vulnerability yeah mm -hmm. and vulnerability absolutely and that's that creates friendship at the end of the day so what i get out of my job is so many friends and not just to a hey how are you doing what's up but to a deeper level uh, and that that is so precious and i realized when i moved to dubai that my husband struggled a lot more than me to move to this new country and i see so many people struggling and actually leaving this place saying it is impossible to have real friends in this place it is impossible to meet real people no real people are all around us you just need to write conditions and I believe my job gives me the perfect conditions and I I now know people from everywhere in the world and I learn so much every day from them and there's and and we meet each other in a space of trust and well-being and openness mm. and that's such a blessing I feel like there's not so many jobs that yeah. offer you that yeah. opportunity um i was gonna say earlier i um i totally agree with your point about people saying that in dubai you can't have meaningful deep relationships i don't agree that that's that's uh that's true either i've found some of the deepest most meaningful relationships here in this city it's just it really depends where you find these people yes. and if you're gonna go out and find your friends in a bar and a nightclub yeah maybe they might not be the deepest friends imaginable but i do understand when you meet somebody in a Pilates studio when you're teaching clients you really and you can attest to this as well they tell you the deepest parts of their life like oh I'm injured here or this happened to me or this happened to me and you really start to get to know people on a very deep level and just what's really interesting about what you said as well is that I was listening to Tony Robbins a while ago and he has uh, some of the six things that humans need. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, of course. He talks about uh, needing significance and needing a sense of like a purpose and meaning. And there's there's quite a few, whether you need change or whether you need stability, um, lots of different things. But it sounds like one of the things that you needed was to, to give back to other people and a sense of like... Um, significance in that in that area and that really brought meaning to your life right well yeah and something else that I was really seeking probably and that's my nature was constant progress personal progress and development that's why I know about Tony Robbins yeah. very well <laughs> High five, babe, <laughs> I need that shit too. <laughs> but um, having ha knowing that I can grow within uh, within what I do every day is really meaningful and I mean when you know me, you know I go on holiday with an anatomy book, which sounds really nerdy, but that's what what I do. Uh, you, don't, you don't go on holiday, but Keith no. teaches anatomy courses. Yeah. Oh. He doesn't go on holiday so with I, an anatomy uh, book, but he's very yeah, well versed. I consider myself a bit of a, an anatomy nerd. Oh, hi, five then. <laughs> There's two of us here. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, I did courses from the certificate level and a night course. Well, actually, first course was a, a diploma course when I was in a sports person, when I was in an athletic and trying to be a professional. Completely disregarded the anatomy part. The anatomy, there was just a guy up the front with a skeleton doing a load of flexion extension. I didn't pay attention. That course didn't go so well for me, we'll just say. I graduated with a pretty low-level diploma. Didn't get the stuff I needed to go into a degree. 
So then I basically went through night courses where we did anatomy again. Then I went through more diploma courses where we did anatomy again. And then I went through a, a degree in university where we did in-depth anatomy with cadavers again. Wow. So it was imprinted on me just over five or six years. But one of the most important things was a lecturer said to me, and this was going back to what you said earlier on about like, you're right, when you, when you begin to start with your anatomy and learn it and learn how your body works. But if you can understand the anatomy to the in like the, in the most detail possible to the millimeter to the nth degree which muscle works alongside what muscle and what small little movement and how you can turn one and turn one off through a small position of whatever joint you can make a difference for people who've been to everybody huge there's people huge people will they'll travel around clinicians and trainers and instructors but when you can sit down with someone and explain to them the anatomy of how what we're going to do and how it works from almost from a mechanical, without going into the neurology, just mechanically, this does this, this does this. When they understand it, firstly, they trust you now because they know that you, kn- you know something you know about what, what, you're, you're, talking what about. you're talking about. Yeah, at least some something anyway. And then secondly, they understand it because people, when you show someone a skeleton, we were talking about this on a podcast with, um, mm-hmm. with Tom, the biomechanics lecture, people learn all different ways. So he takes a skeleton into his sessions. I always do. And he shows people. And it's something I'm going to consider doing now because I have them. But I don't ever bring it to the yeah, gym my floor. Yeah, s- my skeleton that my dogs have chewed. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the feet are all... So like my skeleton is a big size, is a natural <laughs> size sketch. Yeah, yeah. And his Same. name is Hubertus. <laughs> and I present, I, I introduce Hubertus to all my clients. Hubertus. And I'm like, I'm like, this is Hubertus. And that's what happens to you if you do too much Pilates. That's Joseph and Pilates' then, <laughs> middle name. Yeah, it's, oh, Joseph, okay. it's yeah. Joseph Pilates' middle name. And then, and I then I... a word. <laughs> no, no. No, and uh, and then I always show them because I st- I strongly believe as you do that people need to understand and uh, I mean whatever physical exercise you do or movement it's it's uh, a lot more effective if you understand what you're doing yeah. so you need you need to speak about um, you need to speak about anatomy to everybody yeah. to everybody and also I believe what. Well, the way I approach my job is I want people to get out of my sessions, not just feeling better, but with some extra knowledge because people stick to whoever makes them more knowledgeable. Learning Mm -hmm. is something fascinating for everybody. Even if you think, oh, I don't think they're interested in that. It's not true, it's not true. We are learning beings. We want, we're curious in nature, even if sometimes we forget about it, but we wanna know more. Knowing more is a breath of fresh yeah. air and if in every session I can I can explain to you a little more about the way you function yeah. how fascinating is that and it's really funny because some of my clients are like how do you know all these things and some another one last week was like oh I went to my physio and um, um, she was actually surprised that you spotted exactly the right muscle where the tension was because, I mean, it was in the pelvic floor, so I, sh- I could really, I, I could not really work on it manually. And, and she was like, it was really surprising to her to know, to see that somebody who's not in the field would know so much. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm not in the field? Yeah. <laughs> that was really surprising. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah. No, I think when you're explaining stuff to people in anatomy, like, you sort of assume that they don't, they haven't got an interest. And you sort of ex- assume that whatever. But when you do actually begin to explain, you see the cogs turning and you see them responding. I think essentially 
like people really are interested in anatomy. They're interested in understanding the, themselves. Yeah. And particularly when they're injured, well, they're who like, is not? Yeah. Who yeah. is not interested me, in understanding yeah. themselves? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like if they're injured in their arm, then they're like, okay, like I'm willing to learn. I want to fix this. Like what's yeah. this about? So show I them think a picture. Show them a thing yeah. on, on Google Images. Look, this is what we're trying to do. But I would also say to people listening, like if someone is t- talking to you about anatomy or what's wrong if you're in a physio session write what you get told down because a lot of times i'm speaking to people and i know that they can understand it here now in this presence like five minutes that we're having the conversation when they walk away it's it's gone they they know that i know what i'm talking about but they can't remember to repeat it to the next person so what i would say is don't think that you're expected to know these things do you know when when someone's teaching you stuff you don't know just keep asking and if you have to write it down write it down because yeah. for me that's super important when i'm speaking to people about what the physio said or what the what surgeon said and they just don't they sort of know but they don't it's like oh i just need one little more word in there yeah um and how can you expect them to know you can't expect people to know i wouldn't know what, if a guy told me what's wrong with my engine in my car and i went to a mechanic down the road i'd be like I don't, know. I don't know it clicks when i when when i drive <laughs> like it <laughs> makes a noise i don't know what this means but if i was right down i'd be like it's the carburetor piston head is leaking <laughs> maybe there you go thanks mate see you i'm gonna be in the coffee shop <laughs> yeah but to go back to when i was really scared of having this career shift um another piece of advice that my therapist gave me was Ask the people around you who know you really well what they see you, what they see in you and um, what, um, in which area do they perceive you're excellent at or where they can picture you um, doing really well. And that was also really, really... Um, That's good advice. Um, yeah. it, it was very helpful to me. I asked my mom, well, parents is not always the best idea, but your best friend... I just want you to do whatever makes you happy. Oh, <laughs> and that's... <laughs> and that's... <laughs> useless completely useless but um i went to a couple of friends uh who knew me very well and i asked them the question and i have to say i will never forget one of these people who um who knew me very well and who wrote down everything that happened afterwards they got it right yes <laughs> what did they say yeah. to you i'm curious well, yeah well um they said i should definitely pursue uh my pilates career and i they would see me doing very well opening my own studio they would see me very well sailing um and i i owned a little sailing boat with my husband and our big project for the future is to um, own a bigger one and travel the Mediterranean and maybe going uh, crossing the ocean. Wow. Mm, that's that's a big one for us. And I um, I have to say, I mean, everything he he wrote down was pretty ac- accurate. I, st- I I think I still have that uh, that email. Wow. It was wow, really that's impressive. A good, good friend. Yes. Mm. You hire him out to people. <laughs> to be a fortune teller. Yeah. What did people say that was crazy? Um, Did anybody write down something where you were like? It was more. Why? It was more than. It was like ten years ago, so I don't exactly remember. But it is incredible to see, and sometimes it it 
it is empowering to see um, what are the strengths that people see in you and sometimes you don't realize yeah. you have them because sometimes um, I mean the way you feel about yourself is not a, exactly the way you are <laughs> and uh, knowing um, knowing what people sees in you and realizing what people what are the strengths and uh, the potential that people see in you um, is sometimes uh, enough to give you the courage to to go on to go on and i have to say um, as soon as you as soon as you find your light and another thing that you asked me what what made you choose the pilates uh, mm -hmm. the pilates uh, career I went back to, um, because I'm a passionate person. I mean, you can see it the way I speak, but I'm, yeah. pa I'm passionate about life. I'm passionate about, about anything, really. I mean, as C soon as I, I mm. eat confectionery, but I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I love painting. I've mm -hmm. been a piano player for 15 years. Um, I love writing. I mean, mm. uh, there's so much that I really enjoy doing. And it was difficult for me because it's true. Some people don't find any passion. I had too mm. many. I was like, what? What can I really go for? What am I going to pick? Yeah, which yeah. one am I going to pick? And... That can be and paralyzing, though, for people. It can be. Yeah. It can be. Uh, and I went for something because I've been trying so many sports and so many activities and so many arts and crafts. And I went for the one that was always there in my life for more than 10 years. The one that I, that I could never give up, you know, and that was Pilates. And I was like, okay, there's so much that I've been trying. The only one thing that I really got stuck with is that so it must mean something and that also helped me go for yeah uh, go for so it. then that would be something that you could advise to other people if they're thinking about a career change um, looking at the aspects of their life that have been with them the longest and that potentially they fall back on to help them you know feel good about their lives and feel better yeah I mean right? if there's something that you've been keeping doing for mm. years and years there must be something about it that makes you feel really good and mm. maybe that's the thing you want to go for yeah and i think speaking to people around you is a good way for them for you to get a get shown kind of what the new possibility is to do that one thing you like so say you're just a person who goes to a yoga class three times a week or whatever you speak to somebody who sees some sort of organization skills in you and then for the first time ever they turn to you and you go you could open your own place and you'll think i definitely couldn't that's not in my kind of realm of possibility but because you're thinking about like this the small step from your confectionery food engineer job how can i take us how can i use my confectionery thing and then also maybe be go into fitness because i like fitness so can i do something in the middle instead of somebody just going no 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 Push that all aside. Think way outside the box. Like, think big. Think aspect. Buy a yacht. Get another yacht. Or go around the world. Write about it. Make a documentary. You know, those kind of things where you're just like, I would never, ever. My brain works differently. Personally, I would be like, my brain works in this narrow tunnel and I want all these things to be in place. Because I've got a client now who's just been made redundant from a very, um, very high position with a government job. And he was pretty safe for a long time when they're making loads of redundancies. And now they've let him go. And for the first couple of weeks, he was very on edge. And now he's like, I've suddenly realized I can do whatever I want. So he's he always wanted to do it, but he never stepped, like walked the plank and stepped off. He was pushed. And now he's like, wow, it's such a great feeling. 
Well, I I would like to say two things about it, and now I don't I don't remember them anymore <laughs> because I was listening very uh. carefully to what you were saying. Um, no, yes, one is. Um, Sometimes we feel, oh, but I've been spending so much time doing this, this, and this, and now I've wasted all that time doing so many things that are not related to what I would like to shift to. Um, I'm not going to make it. Well, that's not true. Every single thing you do in life is seeding, is like a way of seeding for whatever comes next. And nothing, nothing, nothing is ever wasted. The skills that you learn from one experience will make you unique and successful um, into another experience. Yeah, and that's, I totally agree. And that's Even if it's a negative experience, because you, you'll be surprised what you can learn from experiences that really like... Are like whoa and here tony would say there's no positive or negative experiences yeah. there's only learning experiences but no it's i mean everything you've learned and everything you are makes you unique for whatever happens next and gives you tools that maybe there's so much out of the box that make you really really unique in something that uh you would not even imagine yeah. so um Whatever you are is a special, unique combination of skills um, that that will that will be very that will make you successful and in, in your future. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, so. There's an example that I sort of fall back on. We talk about this. Is like you know who Gary V is the mm -hmm. American social media guy who talks. Are you familiar with him? No. He's he's, he's a He's an entrepreneur from the 90s, made a lot of money in his family business in wine. But now he's one of the forefronts of like talking about how to be an entrepreneur and how to like just get up and go. The new Carnegie. Like, yeah, but he's yeah, sort of that, but he's very much push content. He's got his own way of doing things. But one of the things he said completely separate to that is he was in he wanted to do a, a community-based project where he was trying to take people ex-convicts in the US and bring them back into the workforce. And he sat down with all of them and he realized that drug dealers are actually super entrepreneurial of course because they have to know like th they're just I mean for them to be successful <laughs> and, and break the rules and understand the rules of the game and understand what the what the police all these things you need to be freaking smart you need to be mm. smart and when he sat down with every each of them he said uh, almost all of them were all but one of a huge group of people when he asked them what's your what's your wildest dreams they pretty much all landed on the same number they said i want to make one million dollars or i want to have a million dollars and he couldn't understand why they all just wanted one million like nobody said 100 million no one said five businesses did they all just like had this their wildest dreams was so low in comparison to what was really possible i think that kind of analogy falls over into when people are thinking what they're what's possible for them if somebody just smashes that ceiling and goes look you could own 12 businesses in six continents how well go just because you have all these things and you suddenly think whoa i never saw that in myself i think that's going to be a very important thing for people to go speak to speak to the business person you know speak to the whoever you mean so what you're basically trying to say is to really like shoot like for the for the end for the dream like if you if you think you know what you're capable of like speak to other people and get yeah. yourself around people who've 
would surprise you with what they've achieved and then they'll be able to tell you it's way easier than what you think. Yeah, wow. They always say that you've got to surround yourself with the people that you aspire to, to be because they're going to make you like move in that direction and that really positive Your direction. surroundings and your yeah. environment, social environment is really, really, really important. You need to pick not just the people that you want to surround yourself with but also the people that you don't want to surround yeah, yourself that's with important. because those will bring you down and suck your energy and those will make more damage than the ones who actually inspire you and mm. um, help you um, expand your potential. Yeah. But I have to say, com- to, sorry, mm. what um, following what you just said, four years ago, I had never, I mean, I, I had done my master abroad, but I had, I could not even think about being one of those people who were like, yeah, you know, I've been living in Italy and then I've been living in Dubai and then I moved to here and there, you know, I didn't think of myself. I always, I was always very admirative towards those people who were like so international and I was dreaming about living abroad and having an experience abroad. And I owned a teeny tiny boutique studio in my apartment because I turned my apartment into a studio, but it was so tiny I had to literally pass between the machine and the wall in order to be able to teach. And uh, four years ago, you had told me, you're going to move to Dubai and you're going to own a studio, which is 3,000 square feet, and then you're going to own another one, which is as big as the first one. And... uh, and you're going to have a, a team of 20 people who work with you, I would have, like, uh, no, it's impossible. Yeah. So then, <laughs> but so see, it is possible because you've done it. And that's that's essentially what we're trying to exactly. show people and that's today. What I, and that's what I'm telling you. It's like, it is possible, even a lot more than you think. But... I have to say something. It's not for free, okay? I've been working... 20 hours yeah. a day for seven days a week. Uh, I didn't get out of the country for 23 months, not even out of JLT for 23 months. I didn't get to see my parents for almost two years. Um, so it's not for free. If you want to achieve something, you go for it, but then it's you really go work. for yeah. it. It's yeah. very, very hard. So w- taking that moment where someone had said to you four years ago, you would have all this, you were going to say, no, I can't because of... So what are the things that you would have said to that person? I won't be able to do that because I don't have that now that you do have done it, you can say you do have those skills or you do have that. Um, I think I was always pretty confident about my skills. Um, I didn't know how scary obstacles could be. That's, um, um, I think now seeing the situation from, from now and not from them, from the, I mean, Four years ago, I was crazy. <laughs> I was just, let's move to Dubai, let's open a studio, and I want it big. And I have well, to say, that, that takes a lot of guts, to be honest, especially doing it in a country like like Dubai, where when you're moving, for, like doing it in your home country is different because you know the rules and regulations. And here, it's so different because those things change um, and they change constantly. You know, I, I, I think, I don't know if you follow Chiara Ferragni. I know I'm not like uh, super, um, she's, a, she's an Italian fashion influencer and she now has like 13, 15 million followers and she's one of the most powerful entrepreneurs in Italy um, and in, in the world. I think she's a very influential woman. Um, 
she believes in the power of visualization and i didn't even know what the, this this visualization power was until i realized that i actually was doing it i could literally see my dream i and i feel super emotional i had it in front of me and i i was in there i was like everything was already happening and it was so much happening that it happened it happened yeah. so you you i i believe you need to want it so badly that it's already in front of your eyes and it already exists somewhere inside of you and when that happens then it's i mean 90% of the work is done because you are not going to let go you're not going to let go so whatever you're pursuing in life you need to see it it needs to be inside of you before it's there and once it's inside of you and you clearly picture yourself and you can feel yourself amazing in there then it's just a matter of working hard but you you've got it yeah do you know what's really interesting is that so we we talk to loads of people all the time on podcast and it's always really nice to see that when people talk about what they love they just come alive do you know <laughs> they really come alive you see it in their face in their body language and in, in everything that they do and it's it's nice to see that and it's nice to see that with you too do you really it feels like you're really telling people um authentically what they authentically need to do and the approach to that and, 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 then, and yeah no i agree and they're the kind of people that you need to surround yourself with when you're trying to find your own path yeah don't hang out with the guys that are just ticking through i their can't day. do this yeah this or is too hard or i'm never gonna be because you can identify it in your in your friends the ones who are and it's great to see people who are happy whatever they're doing if they're happy hanging out whatever just going home after work, watching Netflix all night, going to work the next day and maybe going for a walk at the weekend but not really doing that. If they're happy doing that, if they're truly happy, great, do it. But if you're someone who wants way more than that, don't hang out with those people. Do you know? Go find the people who when you see them speak, they come alive and when they talk about their passion, they, 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 they get emotional because you feed off that you know, you think, wow, this is possible. Yeah, well, we, we've spoken about this before. Yeah. We certainly do. I know I speak for myself. I certainly do. Every time we have someone that sits here, like, oh, it just makes me come alive as well because I just, like, feed off their, like, passion and love. And then I'm like, all right, we're getting into <laughs> investing or all right, we're getting into yeah. this or we're getting into whatever's next. We're going to run 10 kilometers. We're going to run 10Ks or we're going to do this or, like, a few weeks ago, it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be a boxer. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Really, because you speak so to people. We that spoke to a boxing coach, <laughs> who Caroline did some like just training in in private sessions with, and Caroline has agreed and will remind people anybody listening, at some point in the next year she's going to get into a boxing ring, with put some put some safety stuff on, and do a full boxing match. <laughs> Fight, Look, fight, fight a this, boxing is, fight. this is what happens when we talk to people like you who are just like alive with with what they do then i get so enthusiastic <laughs> i'm like all right i'm gonna do this we're doing it well, so it's nice to say that you're already a pilates instructor so yeah. i cannot drag you into that you're already yeah there. i'm in i'm in i love it look i understand entirely like it's um Especially like d in this whole discussion about talking about people transitioning to things that they love, like you really need to be authentic with yourself. And I always think of it this way, like I can continue to be miserable or I can try 
And who knows what's going to happen if I do? Who knows where I'm going to go or what's going to manifest from that if I live authentically and move in that direction? Like we, me and Keith and Jamie, the three of us are obviously business partners with Allo and uh, all the time, like sometimes that these two complain that I'm pushy, like that I harass them. But I literally, I wake up in the morning and I'm like... I need to do this. So I harass them. Um, but it, yeah, it comes from a place of like of passion and feeling alive and wanting. And I don't think that there's any other way to live really. And if you're doing things that make you feel good and give you purpose, like, oh, fucking do it. Yeah, but what's also important though is, is going back to what you said is the negative experiences you also learn from. Yeah. So like, don't be afraid about making wrong decisions while you're trying to find what it is that you like. Like, don't, don't be afraid to book onto a horse riding course and then go actually i don't like horse riding at all fine good you know like at least you at least you jumped over a, a barrier yeah. and you went and you did something or you take a, a, a drawing class let's see if i like art you take a drawing class you're mm. like i don't like that at all that's so boring great well at least you the lesson there is you jumped in face first so keep doing that don't feel a, like ashamed or sad mm. about wasting your time because you're learning I, there is one sentence, I was at a course, at a training in Italy of self-development, and there's this sentence that really got stuck into my brain, which is within five years, I'm, so t stepping back, um, people think like at the beginning of the year, they set so many goals for the year to come that they very often get disappointed because they think they can do so much in one year, but they actually cannot. Sometimes they cannot achieve all the things that they've written down. But people don't realize how much they can achieve in five years rather than one. Um, and uh, this sentence says, in five years, you can become one of the major world expert in anything you want um if you just for five years stick to it you you eat it you drink it you sleep it you dream it um if you really commit to one subject whatever that is and you pursue it um you can go very high uh and and become one of the major worldwide experts in in whatever you want in whatever you like and you can start from scratch and there's i mean we can learn anything we can really learn anything so sometimes i very often i think about this sentence and i'm like in five years I can be whatever I want. And five years, it's an okay time span. Yeah. It's not like a crazy mm. amount of time. I mean, five years are already gone, right? Yeah, yeah. And mm. uh, Back to what you were doing five yeah. years ago, it doesn't seem like that far away. Think about, mm. and but think about the person you were five years ago. Yeah. There's almost nothing left about what you are today, right? Yeah. You're so different with so mm. many more skills and tools in your toolbox. I also so. think that people think, have this misconception about time as well. They think, oh no, but I can't do this because I'm 40. And it's like, but you're just halfway and you actually have 40 years to go. Yeah. Do you really want to do another 40 years being miserable like and when you put it into that context like it's only five years you can achieve what you want in that five-year span it's like okay I'm going to dedicate the next five years of my life or I could be here another 40 like because realistically that's that's how long people are living like we're averaging what 83 years now well chances are if you're doing something that you don't want to do at 40 you might have 
25, 30 years left. But if you spend five years do figuring out the thing you want to do, you're going to spend another 40, 50 years because you're going to be so much happier. You're going to live longer. You're going to be more... Uh, every day you're going to exercise because you're happy. Everything is going to be positive. You've probably got a longer lifespan mm. by flipping now to the thing that you like and doing it forever. And because I'm always so passionate about many things, I think, okay, how many different lives do I still have available? Because if for five years I'm doing Pilates and then for five years I'm, I can be a singer and then for five years I could actually travel the world sailing and for five years I could write a book yeah. about people and for five years I can be a photographer can you imagine I mean how how cool is that yeah that's actually really exciting <laughs> when you put it into perspective like that so just just to recap everything Chloe what would you what advice would you give to people who, again who are looking to change careers and who who potentially maybe maybe they know that they want to change careers and they want to do it in Pilates what would you say to them um, well, uh, I said it already, but uh, be passionate. Find your passion. Find something that lights up that little internal fire that you have and, and that makes you feel alive and happy and fulfilled, that make you surrounded be pe with people that you appreciate and make you feel more than yourself. Um, and also, you don't need to do it all at once start small but start yes because even the longest journey starts with the first step and um, so just go with the first step it can be something really tiny and then go with the second step and in less time that you think you might have changed your life mm. yeah and for people who who are dedicated to pilates so like for example looking up a course that they can take doing anatomy and physiology like you mentioned before well i believe that practicing ex uh, being excellent at what we do really starts from having a huge anatomical background there's nothing uh more important because you cannot really be excellent at something if you don't understand the basics and the principles so i would definitely go for um for an anatomy and physiology physiology course it can be uh, really anywhere and anything and what is really I, I, I believe in um, online material. I believe in online material if you cannot go anywhere. Mm. But I also strongly believe that um, being in a learning place surrounded by people who have the same learning um, willingness and desire makes a difference. Go for a lot... Go, I mean, mm. learn online, but also go for real, real trainings where yeah, you meet absolutely. real people. That makes mm. a huge difference. I know. I learned anatomy um, at university and in front of cadavers, and there's there's nothing that is the same as that. And that's obviously not something that everyone can do. But having a actually, physical yes. structure, actually, oh, you yes, you can. Wow. You can just Maybe not book. everyone, but anyone can. Yeah, if they go and. If they're way. really interested, yeah. you yeah, can you sure. can book. There are courses that mm -hmm. are available to everybody. Um, I know my my osteo goes to Germany every year, and he takes some uh, yeah. some courses mm -hmm. there. Um, you you can go deeper and deeper, and we're so lucky nowadays because literally 
every person that inspire us wherever they might be in the world they are accessible mm -hmm. they just have an email they have an instagram page they have a phone number available they work for um, in a place that have an email and a phone number you can you want to speak to somebody just reach out to them and get in touch and you we're so lucky in, in uh, mm -hmm. this way so if if there's something somebody that you want to learn from just get in touch with them and, yeah. and go meet them and talk yeah. to them and and don't be afraid yeah just yeah. go amazing chloe thank you so much for your time today it's thank been you. amazing chatting to you before you go where can people see your stuff online and get a hold of you if they want to reach out and get in touch with you uh well the pilates academy dubai.com um and uh, the pilates academy dubai instagram page are the places where you can find me amazing cool. awesome. amazing thanks for coming to speak to us. thanks guys Bye. Bye. Bye.